0: Hello, everyone. I'm Jenna Konar, and you're listening to Management Decisions on localjobnetwork.com radio. One of the goals of this podcast is to discuss management techniques for improving the workplace. On today's show, we're talking specifically about the four no-nos of leadership in the workplace. So to gain more insight on this topic, we're speaking with Terry Class, Leadership Skills Training Consultant and the founder of Terry Class Consulting. She's also the author of the book, Energize Your Leadership. Thanks for joining me today, Terry.
1: Oh, I'm so thrilled to be here, Jenna. Thanks for asking me.
0: So, do you want to start off just by giving us a little bit of background on yourself and uh, your company? And I understand as well that you have a new book coming out.
1: Yes, which I'm so excited about. <laughs> well, I founded Terry Class Consulting um, over 20 years ago to partner with organizations to create cultures of empowerment and develop future leadership. I deliver leadership workshops and programs to engineers, scientists, sales reps, accounting and finance managers, IT professionals, HR directors, and manufacturing supervisors. I'm also a speaker and author of articles about working with the different generations in the workplace. And as you mentioned at the top, I have a new book coming out entitled Energize Your Leadership. It's being launched April 20th. And it's a book about ways to motivate us to become more excited about our leadership. Sometimes we lose our way and we come to different crossroads where we need to kind of beef ourselves up and go in a new direction. And this book, which I co-authored with leadership experts across the globe, have some wonderful, amazing stories and lessons that we share. And um, I'm very, very excited about that. Um, I also have my MBA, and I'm Myers-Briggs certified. And my specialties include assertive communication, leadership development, mentoring, partnerships, change, coaching, team building, and working with the different generations in the workplace.
0: So we're talking today specifically about leadership, and of course, leaders are going to play an important role in every company. How would you say that a leader's success or failure can impact his employees on a daily basis?
1: First of all, I'd like to clarify my views on leadership. I believe that one does not necessarily need a title or a position to lead. In fact, I think it is essential that each of us leads from wherever we are. Even if we are not in our dream jobs, and I'm sure many of us are not at this point, we still can be influential and contribute to our team's direction. So in terms of being a successful leader, an important part of that is building meaningful relationships. If leaders can create a workplace where their team members feel valued and appreciated, they will be very successful leaders. Leaders oftentimes have to make really tough choices and decisions. And without the support of their team, they'll never be able to meet those deadlines or to develop new business. So successful leaders need to empower their teams to take risks and work independently. So if they're successful at rallying their troops, their teams will be high-performing every day.
0: And you have talked about in your article a few different things that leaders want to avoid, whether they're an actual manager or maybe they're just in a leadership role in their office. And the first thing that you talk about is indecisiveness. Why would you say that indecisiveness could be detrimental to your role as a leader in the workplace?
1: Indecisiveness can be very detrimental to leaders because it screams out that a leader cannot take a stand and is frightened of maybe even taking risks. Indecisiveness can sometimes be a result of lack of confidence. So indecisive leaders cannot lead teams successfully because they oftentimes can't decide on the best direction to go, or they can't decide the best direction for themselves to take. For example, I once worked with a manager who couldn't decide who on her team she should choose for a particular assignment. Rumors started to circulate throughout the team, and her team lost faith in her ability to make effective decisions, and she ended up losing a lot of credibility. And, And that goes for ourselves, too. When we can't make our own decisions, we cannot lead. So it's important that individually we are able to make that decision and take the risk. Oftentimes, it's about not feeling like we can take a risk.
0: So what would be some practical tips that you would offer for leaders on how they can become more decisive at work and avoid that indecisiveness?
1: Yeah. Well, it's so important to be clear on what our choices and decisions are and be able to share our reasons and to be specific about why we are going down down that particular path. So being specific and clear is critical. And being able to communicate our decisions in an open and direct way and not beating around the bush. Explain them. And having said that, to also make time for questions and concerns. Not everyone might agree with us. Mm -hmm. So it's important that we ask people and listen to that and be very respectful, be active listeners, be respectful of their different points of view. And most of all, whether we are making a decision for our team or for ourselves, to be enthusiastic about our choices and let everyone around us know that we appreciate their support and their hard work.
0: So you had mentioned making sure that you're taking your employees' opinions into consideration. Let's say someone is a formal manager in their company. How can they balance taking their employees' opinions into consideration, but also being decisive themselves? How can they create a balance with that?
1: So, so important for leaders to be able to do that. Well, I think it begins with being what I call a strategic listener. Really essential that leaders listen and they're able to understand what is being said without making judgment and without jumping to conclusions or assumptions. It's best to keep our thinking as neutral as possible. Um, it's empowering also for the team members to feel that they are being heard and their suggestions are being considered. Um, I know many of our listeners out there, your listeners out there might be familiar with Patrick Lesione's famous book, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Well, one of the things he talks about is the need for commitment. And a leader can't get commitment without the team members feeling some buy in And that means it's important that they contribute. So even though a leader might want it to be all their ideas, it's essential that they incorporate the ideas of others. And it's essential that they at least listen to those ideas and make people realize that what they have to share is very important.
0: And then the second characteristic you mentioned that leaders should be avoiding is procrastination. Now, we usually think of procrastination as maybe um, more entry-level employees or people who are new in the organization, but what are some reasons that maybe your leadership could be falling into procrastination in the workplace?
1: That's an interesting take, Jenna. You're so right, though. Leaders fall into it just as easily as mm-hmm. a entry-level position person might fall into it. The thing with procrastination is it happens when leaders lack the skill set to move forward on a particular project or they're not able to manage their time properly. It's, it sometimes just comes down to a time management issue. Some leaders just keep putting off completing an assignment or thinking the deadline will be changed, which it's never changed. Maybe it is sometimes, but oftentimes they have to stick with it. And the result is that many managers, and I've worked with these managers, they become so overwhelmed and they don't reach out for help. So it's important that you know we recognize that we are actually procrastinating mm-hmm. and we understand that that's what's happened.
0: And then on the flip side, how, if a leader is procrastinating, how can this affect their team or their employees that they're working with?
1: It's the typical ripple effect. Mm -hmm. So, if a leader procrastinates, the team members will tend to procrastinate. And one of the reasons they'll do that, first of all, that is the role model they're seeing. So, if we're modeling procrastination, team members are going to think that's perfectly acceptable. And this is the way that we need to behave. And in addition, it continues to be a ripple effect because then our team members can't get their jobs done if they're waiting for a leader to get their jobs done. Sometimes they're interconnected. Then the entire team ends up with missed deadlines and many, many excuses of why they couldn't come to uh, a conclusion when they needed to.
0: And I think procrastination can tie into our third characteristic to avoid in a manager, and that is low trust. So aside from maybe the leadership procrastinating, are there other factors that would contribute to employees feeling like they're maybe not trusted by their leadership or they're not given the responsibility that they should be given?
1: Absolutely. Trust is the foundation of any relationship and any team. So without it, you really don't have leaders who will be able to be influential. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so low trust, what happens with low trust, people's ideas, again, are not being considered. Suggestions aren't being part of of a decision from the employees, people aren't kept in the loop Is what I call with information flow. I've seen Mm -hmm. this a lot. So that there are rumors circulating throughout the workplace. And also with low trust, you see when managers just don't take an interest in people. Mm -hmm. It's not just the work relationship. It's also about getting to know people in a much deeper way.
0: So what can managers do in their work environments if they want to help develop a healthy sense of trust with their employees?
1: This is such an important part for all leadership and and all managers to do. First, to show an interest and concern for people. Say hi. Ask them how their evening went. Ask them how they're doing during their day. Another thing they can do is be vulnerable by sharing some of their challenges or missteps and the way they work through those roadblocks and, and, ha- and the lessons that they learned along the way. When people are vulnerable, then it, it really humanizes them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when leaders become human. That's how trust is, is formed. And another thing that they can do is to give recognition to people and give them credit when it's due. When people feel that their managers believe in them and they, there's a more of a trusting environment,
0: And I think it's interesting you brought up the being vulnerable as a leader. I think managers or leaders tend to hesitate to show vulnerability just because they might be seen as weak. But again, it it creates that human factor that will make their employees trust them even more in the future.
1: Well, absolutely. Vulnerability is actually a sign of leadership strength. Mm -hmm. And those leaders that realize that will have a really trustworthy kind of culture.
0: So then the fourth and final characteristic we wanted to talk about today was a manager or a leader who is a control freak in the office. What would be some characteristics of a leader who would be considered a control freak?
1: Here are some of the red flags. Perhaps they think that no one else can do the job as well as they can. Mm-hmm. So, If, if you're an manager out there who thinks that no one else can do it as well as you can, that might not be the best thing to think. So that's the first sign. Also, if you're ending up working later than anyone else, look around. Have they all gone home and you're still there? That could be a sign. Also, that maybe you don't have a work-life balance, that it might not even exist. And, you know, work-life balance is interesting for the different generations. I mean, for some, it, it means just leaving the work at home and going and, and having a separate life mm-hmm. at, at home and leaving the work at work and having a separate life at home. But for some generations, our younger generations, there's more of a flow of it. So they wouldn't mind leaving, you know, at 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock and then picking up the work later on at night. Mm -hmm. So whatever that balance is, if you don't have it, you might be overly controlling what's
0: going on. So what are some steps that a leader could take in order to avoid getting into this area of being a control freak?
1: We talk about developing a trust level for for your team members by working with them and learning about their strengths and their gifts. And also to empower others to try new things and stretch their skill set, And to do that, to honor them by giving them meaningful and high level work. We hear this as one of the biggest complaints on teams where, where people feel that they're not given high level work or challenging assignments, but they can really tackle those kinds of assi- assignments. So if we, are, we get to that point, we can give up some of our work as leaders and let, allow others to grow, we know that we are starting to um, become less of a
0: control freak. And you had mentioned allowing your, your employees or your coworkers to grow by giving them some of the control. Are there any other benefits of when a leader is able to relinquish some of his or her control of how this could benefit their employees?
1: When a leader relinquishes some control, what they're really doing is they're developing future leaders. My mantra has always been that one needs to give up control to grow future leaders. Empowering team members with new responsibilities is essential for a high-performing team and for an influential leader. By letting go and delegating with authority, which means that you don't just delegate, but you make sure everybody around knows that that person's in charge. And also offering these higher-level or stretch projects, both the leader and the team will thrive.
0: And I think it's important, too, that you differentiate between the meaningful work and maybe the not-so-meaningful work. I think it's easy for employers to be task-oriented and maybe they're assigning more tasks, but it's also important to really be giving their employees some meaningful responsibilities. Oh, absolutely.
1: That can really help all employees grow and become future leaders. If they, You know, when we ask people to do things that they didn't think they could do and they do them, It becomes such an empowering experience, and they want to take on more work after that and and higher-level work. It, it, It kind of success begets
0: success with that. So I think, Terry, you've given us a lot of great insight into leadership and some traits that leaders might want to avoid and ways that they could fix those traits to become successful leaders. As we get to the close here, I wanted to ask if you have any final words of advice, maybe a final message on avoiding these leadership pitfalls in the workplace.
1: What I'd love to share with you is a quote from Ronald Reagan, which I think kind of sums up so many of these things that we spoke about today. This is what he said. He said that the greatest leader is not necessarily the one who does the greatest things. He or she, I added the she, mm-hmm. is the one that gets the people to do the greatest thing. And that's what leadership is all about. When we believe in ourselves and we believe in the gifts of our team members, we really have a winning ticket.
0: And with that, we will wrap up this edition of Management Decisions. We've been talking with Terry Class about the characteristics that leaders in the workplace should avoid. Terry, thanks again for joining me. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, I appreciate it, and I look forward to connecting with you. Take care.
0: Thanks again. And we want to hear from you, the listeners, as well. Just shoot us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions for any of our podcasts. You can also find us on Twitter under at the Once again, I'm Jenna Konar, and thanks for joining us.